Hallelujah. You know, we're talking this morning about the spirit of increase and the importance, the importance of the river. Do you understand that without the flow of the river, hear this now, without the flow of the river, you'll never be soiled worth sowing in. Without the flow of the anointing in a ministry, you're not going to be the place where you're going to get the best ground. But around the river, as the river overflows, is when all the minerals are deposited in and around it. It's around the river, around the flow of the anointing, the spirit of allowing the spirit of increase to come into your life. You know, there are differences of ground that you plan in. You know, most people that grow up <coughs> around a delta uh, where the river just kind of floods the whole area, they don't want to plant any other place but around that rich, dark delta soil because it has all the minerals. That's where they're going to get the greatest harvest. Think about this. As you allow the Holy Spirit, the spirit of increase, to overflow and flood your life and you interact with the Holy Ghost, you will be good ground. You will be good ground. You will be good ground. And as a ministry, we want to be the best ground. As a ministry, we want to be the best ground. We want to be a ground that has all of the riches of the deposits of the Spirit of the Lord in us. Amen? Amen. That's one of the reasons why we want, to be, uh, we want to interact with the Holy Ghost. And we want to learn how to drink. We want to learn how to drink. You know, I said something this morning about the men with Gideon. And I said, it, I've, been, I've been actually wondering that for some time. The Lord gave that to me while I was ministering. The men that just went down and they put their whole head to the, to the ground, they were only concerned about drinking for themselves. But the ones who actually kneel, uh, kneeled down and they pulled the water up to them, they were concerned for what was going on. And not just themselves, but the people around them. But the ones who stuck their head to the ground, they were only concerned about themselves. Many, now, hear this. You need to have an interaction with the Holy Ghost, not just for yourself. Because as you drink it actually will flood into the lives of the people around you, and it's designed to do that. Do you realize what would happen if the church of God across the world suddenly learned how to interact with the river of God and learned how to drink from the Spirit, the Holy Ghost? That anointing would flood their lives. The whole church would be lit up and the world would see the difference because they'd, they'd be flooded with the anointing of God. They'd be overflowing with power, with the hand of the Lord, just like that. It would change everything. It changed the world overnight. Overnight it would happen if the, if the church simply learned how to drink with the Holy Spirit and step beyond their comfort zone and move into that anointing. Amen? Let's pray that the eyes of our understanding is enlightened like Paul prayed for the church at, in, at Ephesus. Pray that our eyes of understanding be opened so that we can see what is the will of God and what isn't. What is our inheritance with the spirit of increase for an administration suitable to the fullness if you back up a few verses. Let's walk in the fullness of God by learning to drink from the Spirit. Amen? Amen. 
Glory to God. I, uh, I want them to get a, the video ready for the uh, Lunch Plus. I don't know if you've been watching uh, Lunch Plus much uh, or not. I hope you have. I want you to, I want you to know this. The Lord has given us a, a tool and a way to get the Word of God out there. And we are receiving testimonies over testimonies over testimonies of people outside of the ministry, outside of Albemarle, and people here in the area that are being so blessed by this. Even people that don't really go to church, right? They're watching saying, this is fun. And that's exactly what it's designed to do. Imagine if you could take uh, the teachings of the Apostle Paul and broadcast them all around the world just like that. Do you realize what we're teaching is his teachings? They are the teachings of Jesus, right? They may have a different sounding voice, but it's his teachings, and we have that ability, and God has put that tool within our hands. It is, if he's put it in our hands then, then we, Boomerang, are responsible for it. We're responsible for it. You see? And if we're responsible for it, then we're responsible for how we handle that. Do we just, you know, don't think anything about it, forget about it? Oh, yeah, I forgot we had a broadcast. There's other people that are literally moving here because of that broadcast. That are coming to plant themselves at church because of that broadcast. That's how much it means to them. It's not some small thing. So how we handle it is very important. We can jump on, we can share it, we can subscribe, we can like each one. We can play it in the background while we're sitting there, especially the word part. And you can watch it. And that actually, you, you might be amazed by this. Every single person, every single person that likes it, writes a comment, or shares it, or subscribes, the way they have all the algorithms set up, the way they have it set up, every single one of those matters. I mean, it actually, it actually matters a lot. And uh, because what they do is they see if, if this many people right here is interested in one broadcast, they'll go, oh, well, maybe there's more people that are interested. They'll start promoting the Word of God. Yeah, YouTube will start promoting the Word of God. Facebook will start promoting it for us because we showed interest. So don't just let it sit. It's important right now. And we just did a new commercial uh, to air in Albemarle for it. And I want to thank the media team because they've been working. They've been doing such a great job. I am so, give them a hand. Because, I mean, they've been doing awesome. It's been awesome. And uh, we have a new, we have a new uh, commercial here to go and broadcast all over Albemarle. Because here's the thing. You know, Albemarle has their own daily live broadcast right now. They have their own broadcast that they, hey, this is a daily show we can, we can look at. So let's get ready and let's play that. Amen. Glory to God. Just simple. Just simple, upbeat, and showing them, hey, there's a live broadcast every day at 1130. And uh, let's get ready to play it again. I want to see it again. And uh, we wanted it to be something, you know, oh, all right. <laughs> we want it to be one of those things that uh, is quick and easy and it'll catch people's attention. And uh, so let's play it again one more time.
Amen. Glory to God. I love it. That's awesome. Uh, I think, buddy, you did most of the putting that together. Good job. That looks awesome. So glory to God. Amen. Amen. There's, it's amazing the testimonies that are coming in. Somebody just told me a testimony, I think it was last week, of uh, maybe y'all told me, somebody that was watching it, and they're not really into church, but they were saying, this is just fun. Who was that? Yeah, it was somebody related to Joni, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, so uh, Joni's getting ready to move here, actually, uh, because, partly because of the broadcast. But she knew somebody that was watching, and now they're watching not only the fun section of it, but they're staying a little bit for the word as well. It's kind of drawing them. That's exactly what it's designed. Whether they're hungry for the word or they just want to have some fun without all the garbage, right? There's something for them, and uh, just it's awesome to watch the people get blessed by it. The other day we were on there. And I know Hannah watches all the time, and, and uh, you know, the shavers watch all the time, Miss Deb, everybody. It, it's amazing watching that. The other day, I forget, oh, we were on, um, we were talking about poverty mentality, and everybody was like, what? It was like mind blown because they, they thought, I've never thought about that. And we were talking about how a mentality crept in. Uh, into America, and we've accepted it as normal, but it's not normal according to that book. And that, that broadcast in particular, it, was, it had some people's attention, and uh, it was awesome. It was awesome. So the Lord's doing great things through it, and uh, it's yours. It's your tool. It's so easy for you to share it. Even if you don't get to watch it live or anything like that, it's so easy. It's there for you to utilize. You can literally share the gospel by just getting that out there and sharing it. So definitely do that. Uh, we're going to be broadcasting. We'll probably post this in the morning, and then we'll, then we'll start to um, uh, promote that and basically put it all over Stanley County. But when you see it, before we even boost it, go ahead and share it. Share it, get it out there, let people see that it's theirs. And um, one of the things, too, this next, what the topic uh, tomorrow, yeah, sin traps. We're talking about how to avoid the sin traps. And then over the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about uh, what, I, what the U.S. Marine Corps taught me about ministry. So we're going to go into that. And we're going to go into a series on there called Stinking Thinking. All of these different uh, types of thinking that is completely um, destroying lives. And a lot, of, a lot of times we don't know about it, so we're going to go into what they are and how they can be changed. The other day we talked a little bit about arrival mentality. How many people were blessed by that when we talked about the arrival mentality? Yeah, it changes the way you look at life. And uh, so we're going to go in, there's like, I don't know, there's probably 10 different stinking thinking topics that we could, that we could do. And uh, so that'll be coming up just in the next couple of weeks. So I just wanted to tell it to you because it's yours. It's your tool, right? It's yours that you can, you can take and make it yours. And you can literally preach the gospel just by sharing it out there. And uh, God's doing some great things through it. Amen. All right. Talking about the spirit of increase continuing. This morning we talked about the river judges, promotes, and blesses. The river, the river of God and the spirit, the anointing of God, it judges us. You know, now, judgment isn't bad. 
if we're doing right. Judgment, we only don't like judgment if we're doing wrong. But judgment in itself isn't bad. And even if we have been bad, let's, let's let the Holy Spirit empower us to get to a place where we're doing right and we're not afraid of judgment anymore. Did you know you can get to that place? Nicole was just talking about it through righteousness and through being justified by the blood, he can actually empower you with a supernatural grace to walk at a level where you're not afraid of the judgment of God. You're not afraid of it. You know, I've had multiple times in my life over the years where I was sitting there in a pew and, you know, they're talking about stuff and, and you know, I'm just, I'm imagining, man, if God could walk in here right now and just look through me, he would find so much stuff and I'm just so ashamed. You know, and, and it's the condemnation of the devil trying to hold me back and you realize that condemnation actually holds many people at home. They won't, they won't go to church because they're ashamed and they feel like a hypocrite and the devil's just throwing condemnation on them. But there's a place in God where literally we can walk into, say, Lord, empower me to walk in a place where your righteousness becomes my righteousness, where your goodness becomes my goodness, where you empower me to walk where you could look me up and down and look through me and, and, and I'm not trying to run. I'm just, Lord, look, show me. You know, I've had a few moments in my life where I've literally been sitting there thinking, if the Lord looks through me, you know my heart, and I don't think you would find anything there that I'm actively involved in that you would call sin. That doesn't mean I'm perfect. It just means I can't see. My heart is clear. My conscience is clear. I might still have stuff to work on, but I don't know what it is. I've had many moments like that in my life, but I didn't even think that was available early on. I just thought I'm going to be an old filthy sinner for the rest of my days. But if we walk with God, we can get to the place and we start to partake of the anointing of God, the washing of the water of the word is what the Holy Spirit will do and we'll actually learn to interact with that and we can step into a judgment of God. We can step up to a river and say, I'm righteous in Jesus' name. I have a right to the blessing of God. I have a right to the inheritance that lays beyond this river. I have a right to this promised land. Amen. That's what holds many people out of the promised land. They step up to the river and they don't feel worthy because they don't know who God has made them. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Verse 17 through 21 talks about it, where God's not mad at the world anymore. He's not holding their sins against them. No, he's actually reconciled the world. He's made the world right, not just Christian, the world, but they have to believe on Jesus. And when they believe on Jesus, he'll give them his righteousness. 
And then in that righteousness, it doesn't mean that they don't have some stuff to still work out and renew their mind to, but immediately they're made the righteousness of God. They can step up into the river of God, by the, empowered by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, look into their promised land and say with confidence, that promised land belongs to me through Jesus Christ and step across the river. Now, I know at one point that seemed like a far-off place for me. But I'm telling you, you just give yourself to the Lord. If he tells you to do something, you do it. And then if he tells you to do something, you do it. If he tells you not to do it, don't do that. If he tells you to do it, do that. And he tells you not to do it, don't do that. If he tells you to do it, do that. And if he tells you not to do it, don't do that. It's real simple. It's real easy. Well, you don't understand it gets complicated when I get home. Don't let it do that. Keep it simple. No, he's telling me not to do that right now. He's telling me to do this right now. He's telling me to give this. He's telling me not to watch that. And, and just keep it simple. All of a sudden, you'll start to walk, and the blessings will start to pile on you. The river will start to have an effect. You'll start to be good ground. The seed and the harvest will start to be there. You'll have seed in your hand. You'll have harvest coming in. And all of a sudden, you're walking in blessing after blessing. But many times, we get to the river, and it's condemnation that's kept us out. But we want to get to the place where judgment doesn't scare us. Because in Christ, we can walk that way. Yeah. I remember one time I had somebody. Uh, come up here real quick. I need you. I don't want to do this with anybody else. Stand right here. One time I had somebody. Couldn't hear. Look, fix me. And uh, they, they were seeing I was young in ministry. And they recognized I had a call in my life. And. I guess they wanted to like see if they could see anything in me, right? And so they had me stand in front of them and, and they, were, they were looking at me and they were just like praying in the Holy Ghost and just looking and staring into my eyes, you know, like that. And I was sitting there and I was like, I got nothing to hide. Yeah. I was like, this would make most people like, because this person in a sense held my future in their hands, Right? And it was kind of strange, and it was kind of weird, but I was like, well, what it, do whatever you got to do, you know? <laughs> whatever you need to do, go ahead, because I got nothing to hide. I'm, I'm who God's called me to be. I'm righteous in his sight. But I'm telling you, in most situations in our life, how would you feel if somebody, and this went on for like five to ten minutes. It's awkward. How many of y'all don't like awkward silences? Yeah. yeah, well, this was like five to ten minutes of one with somebody staring in your eyes. And I was like, I don't have anything, I don't have anything to hide. I don't have anything to hide. It was easy to do that because I was walking in a place free of that condemnation. But if you, and, and let me tell you, this person had giftings. I know they could see some stuff in the spirit, but there was nothing there Negative to see. I could stand. Why? Because I had given myself to the Lord. And so as we walk in the righteousness of God, it gives us a right to partake of the spirit of increase and cross the river and into the promised land. 
as we stand in the righteousness of Christ and walk in it, it gives us the right. Many people are scared of the Holy Spirit and it's beyond their comfort zone because they know they're not walking right. Just like when uh, Ted came here uh, for Kickstart a few weeks ago, he said his dad got up and he started operating in words of wisdom, or excuse me, words of knowledge. Words of knowledge is knowing something that you shouldn't know normally. It's a supernatural, supernatural thing. And, and you started to know, like for example, one word of knowledge that I had early on was I was actually not the minister, I was, I was catching. And I was standing there catching a guy, and uh, the, the pastor of the church where we were going to was praying over the guy, and I was standing behind him, and I, had a, I saw an image, a vision in my spirit, man, and I saw a heart, and I saw a skewer shoot through that heart. And I said, whoa, that was one of the first times that it ever happened. And uh, I saw that, and I had a word. Basically, something's, something's with his heart. I didn't know but less than a month before that, he had had a small heart attack. It was a young guy, but he had had a small heart attack. Well, that gave him faith that God was moving to restore him right there. I had no idea that he had had a small heart attack. I didn't know anything about that, but the Lord did, and the Lord wanted to help his, help his faith, right? And so anyway, so Brother Ted, Ted Shellsworth Sr., was sitting there at that meeting in Georgia and Ted Jr. said, he said his words of knowledge got so accurate. He was saying, all right, and you have this and you have this. And you, I've, I've watched him before uh, talk to somebody and say, I see that you were in your backyard two or three weeks ago and you moved your arm and you felt something and it's been hurting you ever since. And it was in the afternoon about two o'clock. Is that right? And the person's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he, he said... Ted Jr. said the words of knowledge got so accurate, he said people were in the back were like going to the door, like, like gone. Why? Because they didn't want the Holy Ghost looking in on them. We don't want to be in that place. We don't want to be there. We want to be at the place like, Lord, show me anything you want to, where our conscience is not defiled where our faith is working, where we can come up to the river and we're not scared of the judgment. You can live at that place. Did you know it? That's for every Christian. Did you know if you're a Christian, you can already walk like that? All you have to do is receive his forgiveness. If you have sinned past being born again, you just confess to the Lord, Lord, I've done this. And I repent. I'm not going to do it again. And it says in 1 John, in the last three verses, it tells us that if, that if we'll confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us from all transgressions. That means He'll wipe the slate clean just like when you got born again and you can walk out in a split second with no condemnation, no conscience defiled clear in front of the Lord. And then you should be able to step right up to that river seconds later and be like, part in Jesus' name. And they part. Or drink from the river and not worry about judgment on you. This is, every believer has this. And if you're not born again, if you will accept Christ, you can have it just like that in an instant. 
You can have it in an instant. It's a promise of God. All it takes is a heart that says, Jesus, you're my Lord, and I'll do whatever you want me to do. And if I need help fixing something and cleaning up something, I'm asking you for help, and he'll pour out the help, and then you'll be able to go up to the river and drink and partake of the anointing of the Holy Spirit of increase. You'll walk in a supernatural power. You'll have a supernatural overflow, and it'll be awesome. And your life will be different from that day forward. Anybody like wants to walk in that all the time? Would like to just walk in it all the time. Free and overflowing. Free and overflowing. Free and overflowing. Hallelujah. Psalm 115, 14. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. The Lord shall increase you more and more. You and your children. Lord... We want to move up to the river. And we don't care. We don't care if the river judges us or not. Because yeah. we're crossing it. We're partaking of it. <clears throat> we're crossing it. We're partaking of it. We're moving in. At the river is promotion. At the river of God. Now, when I say the river, what am I talking about? The anointing of God. The Holy Ghost flowing in the Holy Ghost, running around the room if he tells you to. That's awesome. I'm so pleased with you. I am so pleased with you. That's awesome. That is good stuff. Hallelujah. There's a whole lot of quote-unquote mature Christians could learn a lesson right there. Let me say that again. There's a whole lot of mature quote-unquote, mature Christians that could learn a lesson right there. Learning how to yield to the Holy Ghost. Man, the Holy, Holy Spirit leapt inside of me when she took off running while ago in worship. Glory to God. Leapt inside of me. Hallelujah. The river, the, the interaction between you and the Holy Spirit is your place of promotion. It's a place of life, and it's a place of the blessing of God, the increase of God. Let's look at this verse. Hallelujah. Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3. Psalms 1, verse 1 through 3. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So we're not talking about somebody who runs around and does whatever the world's doing. No, they make the Lord their life. They make the Lord their life. Do you know the devil longs to entangle you? The devil longs to entangle you in the things of the world. How much, just just shout out some numbers here to me, of the percentage 
of your conversation here to date, the percentage of your conversation that the devil's trying to get you in that's not of God? How many phone calls do you receive talking about this and talking about that and none of it's worthy of praise? How much is not the law of the Lord? How much is talking about this person or that person? Did you see this? Did that this? And, blah, 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 blah. and that's all it's worth. It's going to make great video. It's going to be a great clip. How much of your conversation are, is the world trying to capture you in? Hey, buddy, let me come here. I got to tell you this, this joke. It's a little dirty, but how much of the conversation is the devil trying to trap you in? And it has nothing to do. How many video games? How many movies? How, how much stuff that would not be defined as walking in the counsel of God, but would be defined as walking in the counsel of the wicked? Standing in the path of sinners. Sitting in the seat of scoffers. How much would not be delighting in the law of the Lord? Meditating in his word, in his law day and night. See, the devil knows if he can entangle you with other stuff, other stuff then he can take you away from receiving at the river from partaking of the Spirit of God. And so he tries to get you to talk about all the other stuff that's not worthy of praise. And Philippians 4 says, whatever things are good, pure, you know, it goes on, make, makes the list, Philippians 4, 8. At the end of it, it says, whatever things are worthy of praise, think on these things. Think on these things. And the devil's trying to get us to think on everything else but that. Everything else but that. But the Lord says, if you'll think on these things, if you'll meditate on me and you'll meditate on, on my way, here's what you'll be like. Verse 3. Verse 3. He will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. Yeah. Whatever he does, he prospers. Yeah. Whatever he does, he prospers. Because he delights in the law of the Lord. Yeah. I, I've, I've had to tell people over the years, I don't want to hear that. Don't even talk that to me. No, I don't want to hear that. You can just stop right now. I don't want to hear the rest of this story. And it takes a boldness to say, and, and you know what happens if somebody keeps telling you trash and telling you trash and telling you trash or trying to, trying to get you to think on something that's not worthy of praise and all of a sudden you say, stop, I don't want to hear that. You become somebody who's not fertile ground for trash seeds. You can put it in the ground. You can, you can put that to death in your life simply by saying, I don't want to hear that. It's not, is it worthy of praise? No. Well, I don't hear. I'm going to meditate in the things of the Lord. I'm going to meditate on things worthy of praise. And God, God tells us that you'll be like a tree planted on the banks of the river. Planted there. Glory to God. 
You'll be like a tree, firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields fruit in its season, and its leaf doesn't wither. Doesn't wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. In whatever he does. Let's go to Psalms 46, 4. Flip too far. Hallelujah. Psalms forty six four. There is a river. There is a river. Say it with me. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy dwelling places of the Most High. Glory to God. There's a river. There's a river of God. And the streams of that river make God glad. Make the people of God glad. It makes the people, makes the people of his city glad. Because there's a feeding. There's a place where you don't wither. But you have fruit in every season at the river of God. The Lord is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom. The Lord is a spirit. And the Holy Spirit and his anointing is a freedom. And it makes glad God and the people of God. It makes glad. But we've got to, we've got to partake of that river of that Holy Ghost River. We've got to partake of, of that stream of God, that constant flowing of living water, the anointing that overflows us. We've got to plan ourselves in the things of God. I don't know if you know this or not, but God's looking for a people right now in this time. Remember, it's time for an awakening. He's looking for a people of, at this time. Remember, the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for ones whose heart is pure towards him that he might show himself strong on their behalf. God's looking for some people who will plant themselves by the river of God, that will be pleased by their planting, that will say, I'm not missing out things of the world. I'm, I've been missing out the things of God. I don't want the things of the world. He's looking for a people that will say, I'll be yours and I'll be planted by your river. I'll be planted in the Holy Ghost. I'll be planted in the anointing and I'll partake. I'll let you take my comfort zone and stretch it. I'll step beyond what I'm comfortable with. Put me in a new place. Put me in, coach. Promote me. Take me higher. Bless me. I'll be, I'm who you're looking for. Here I am. Send me. Put me in. Lord, I want to be blessed. Who are those people going to be? Well, amen. That's not what I was looking for, but I am glad you think that way. Who are those people going to be? The ones who will sit there and say, Lord, I'll do it your way. I'll be in your place. My flesh might not like it, but I don't care. Get over it, flesh. Shut up, flesh. I don't care. I will be where you want me to be. 
I'll give what you want me to give. You know, most people can't even get over that. They haven't passed even Christianity 101 because God says, hey, give this. They're like, oh, well, and then they're like figuring up how much do we got going. You know, God knows how much you got to pay on your bills. He knows. We, we can't learn to yield in that. How are we going to learn to yield when he throws out a dose of joy on us in front of everybody? How are we going to have the true riches if we don't even understand unrighteous wealth? You know, nobody even knows what's in that envelope. Nobody even knows that. We're not even showing it to them. And we, like, it's kind of like the, how can, you, how can you cast out a devil if we can't even cast down the cookie? Right? I mean, how's that going to work? Come out, you foul, filthy, evil devil. What do you... What, if you can't cast the cookie down with some discipline, that cookie ain't nothing but mixed up sugar and butter. And I mean, you could maybe think there was a cookie devil, but <laughs> far as I know, most cookies ain't possessed. They don't have evil intentions in their heart. They might take you to that place at times <laughs> thinking about them. But it's like that. How, how are we going to cast the devil out and move in power when we can't even uh, you know, put some discipline into effect and put, it, put the cookie down? How are we going to walk in the true riches of the kingdom if we don't even know how to say, hey, my money, I only have money because you gave it to me. All I have is yours, Lord. If we can't do that, how are we going to walk in the fullness of the power of the Spirit of God with the flow of the river out of us? How are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? But God has a plan. Praise the Lord, he's merciful. Turn to Ezekiel 47 and verse 1. Ezekiel 47, we get a picture. I believe that most scholars believe that in the new Jerusalem and the city of God, there will be a literal river coming from the throne of God. But also as we see this, I want you to understand that this also is a perfect example of flowing in the Holy Ghost and a symbol of partaking of the Spirit of God in the river of God. Ezekiel 47 verse 1, Then he brought me back to the door of the house, and behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east, for the house faced east. And the water was flowing down from under the right side of the house from the south side of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gate by way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. When a man went out towards the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits 
And he led me through the water, reaching the ankles. Now we just sang, I think we sang two songs about the river. It's over my head. It's over my, this is where this comes from. He said, so he goes out a thousand cubits. Now somebody, somebody real quickly tell me what a thousand cubits is. Cubits is and uh, 1,750 feet. Thank you, sir. Amen. <laughs> the new living says it. Hallelujah. 1,750 feet. So that would be approximately five, six football fields. Approximately. Is that right? Yeah. About almost six football fields long. Because football field is, is 100 yards, 300 feet. So almost six football fields. So they go out and they measure six football fields. And six football fields out, the water is at the ankles. He said, and he measured a uh, measured thousand and led me through the water, the water reaching the knees. So he went out another six football fields, and the water measured the knees. And again he measured a thousand and led me through the water, the water reaching the loins, reaching the waist. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not ford or I could not cross. For the water had risen enough, enough water to swim in, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. This is a good representation of our journey in the Holy Ghost, but you have to understand the journey doesn't have to be long. It just, we need to get to the place where we are in total control of the river. In other words, as long as the water is at your ankles, it really has no power over you. But you can feel it. You can feel the presence of the water. You can feel the presence of the anointing. You can, you can step into that anointing and you can feel it. And many, much of the church has felt that anointing at least a little bit when they were born again, right? And then you have people that are, you know, filled with the Holy Ghost and they can, they can feel it and maybe the water's up to their needs, but they still have their feet on the ground and who's in control, the water or them? Who's in control, the spirit of the anointing or them? Them, they're in control. They still have it. But when you start getting up to the place where that water's up to your, up to your waist, you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but cars have been swept away in a foot or two of water. So, you know, as soon as you get up to rushing water flowing over a foot or two, you start to lose some control. And the question is, how much control are we going to give to God? Are we going to give him a little bit of control, a little bit more, a lot control, or are we going to give him all? Are we going to jump in at our ankles or our knees or our waist? Are we going to jump in the river, jump in the river? Are we going to jump all in? 
over our heads. Over our heads. Are we going to let the Holy Ghost have full control? Or are we going to try and keep our feet planted on the, the soil of earth? Are we going to jump into a heavenly river? A river of the anointing. A river where when we partake of it, it judges, are you mine or not? Are we going to jump in there where we can't even, look, Lord, if you're not here, I'm dead. But I got to have you. Lord, I got to have you. I don't care what I look like. I don't care if people see me run or not. I don't care if I, I look silly up while I'm trying to do communion. I don't care what I look like. Lord, I'm yours. Let me jump in the river. I'm not, I want to get off the ground of earth. I don't want the control. Lord, you love me so much. Why would I try to control what you want to do? And that river, we step into that river and the anointing starts to flow and it's an anointing of the life of God the blessing of God it was a river that you can't cross on your own strength that's the thing about the river eventually you're going to get to a place where you give over control. Judge me, Lord. Help me. Promote and bless me. But I will not hold on to control. Lord, I give you my life. And I throw myself as seed on the water for your harvest and for your kingdom. And what you will do with it is up to you. Lord, where you plant me is where I'll be planted. Lord, where you want me is where I will be located. Lord, what you want me to do is what I'll be doing. Father, I'm yours. You know, if I threw that seed like we talked about this morning, if I threw that seed on the water, as soon as I throw that seed on the water, I have no control where it lands. It's in God's hands. How about the church becomes that? Now, I'm not talking about we just become, you know, foolish in the sense of ungodly. I'm not talking about being weird for weird's sake. I'm saying, Lord, I'm yours. And yet, will, will you maybe miss something sometime? Probably. But praise God, he's merciful. Praise God, he's merciful. I'd rather probably miss it than never try. Because I give myself as a seed in the hands of the Lord to be cast into the anointing of God, to be cast into the river, to be planted as a harvest for the kingdom of the Lord. And you know, uh, I, I had this, the, well, I was going to say, and you know, that's the best thing that can ever happen. Let him build the house. Let him plant you. Let him lift you up. Let him br let, uh, break you through the soil and let the harvest and the glory be shown from God on you. Forget about trying to build your own house where you want to be planted. Forget about all of that. Forget about what people are saying. Forget about what they're talking about. Go after God with everything. Jump into the water. Jump into the place where you have no control with him, but you say, Lord, I'm yours. You got it. 
The Lord reminded me this morning of a vision I had years ago. We were at the church. Good things happen in prayer time. I'll remind you again, Sunday morning, 8.15, we need your supply here. Every joint supplying. I was, we were in a church years ago, around the year 2000, 2001, somewhere around there, maybe 2002. And we were in prayer time. And uh, we had just come up here, and uh, I was on the floor praying. And uh, honestly, I don't know if I physically fell asleep or not, but what I did have was a vision, and I was like in a deep trance, and I could have been sleeping and had like a dream, but I, it was the most interesting thing. I was in this river. Now, this was a spiritual river, you know, and I'm in this river, and all of a sudden I'm sitting there, and, and I don't remember what I was doing exactly. But I didn't even, I'll tell you, when I had this vision, I didn't even know about the river of God. I didn't even understand it. I didn't have what I'm teaching you this morning and tonight. I, had, I didn't even understand. I had no clue about it. But here's what happened in this vision before I knew anything. All of a sudden, I'm sitting there in this river, and if I remember correctly, I'm sitting there trying to just kind of, you know, stay afloat, <laughs> you know, it's trying to stay afloat. And, and all of a sudden, in this, in this vision, Jesus comes up. And takes me by the hand. And Abigail, come here. Jesus comes up and takes me by the hand. Come here. And I'm sitting there and we're in the river. And he takes me by the hand and immediately we go underwater. And I'm like, oh no. Like, I don't, I can't breathe underwater. But I could. See, with Jesus, I didn't have any problem. He could take you places. You can't go by yourself. He, you, he can take you places you can't go by yourself. And all of a sudden, we're sitting there, we're underwater, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty, this is cool. And then all of a sudden, we like take off. I mean, we're going, we're going places. Like this, I mean, we were flying. Breathe. <laughs> so... And we're flying. All of a sudden, we're going through this river. Thank you, that'll work. <laughs> we're going through this river. And along this river, there's like this gift. And all of a sudden, we run in and we get this gift. And I don't remember what the gifts were. I just remember we kept finding these things in this river of God. And we were flowing and like almost, almost flying through the river at different things. And we were changing direction. We could go anywhere he wanted us to go. And we were just getting all of these gifts. It was a representation of the anointing of the Spirit of God. Saying, son, I've got things for you in the anointing. Things you can't even imagine. Beyond all you can ask or think. And I will help you navigate it. I will help you in the river. Now I find that this is exactly how it's been in our spiritual life. I didn't even know about the river when he showed me this. But now looking back on it, I see that as I took him by the hand and I threw myself as seed in, in the river of God and I said, Lord, I'm yours. Throw me in the deep end. Here I am. Send me. 
He took me and Nicole by the hand and we zoomed and have been zooming through this river of the anointing of the Holy Ghost and there's been gift here and a gift here and a blessing here and an anointing here and a harvest there and, and it just keeps on and on and it was so joyous. I was at so much peace. But when you're standing there with the water beaten around your knees, it's like you're working constantly, just trying to stand up straight. If we just give ourselves to the Lord, he'll plant us firmly yeah. on his righteousness and give us the ability to go to places we couldn't go without him. There's increase in the river. Verse 6, he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now, when I had returned, behold, on the bank of the river, there were many trees on the one side and on the other. There were many trees. Now, I don't know if he didn't see them before, but let me show you. When we give ourselves to the Lord, the Lord is dealing with our harvest. Yeah. He, didn't, he didn't say anything about the trees as he was going out. But once he had been in the river, the trees were there. He said, then he said to me, these waters go out toward the eastern region and go down to the Arabah. Then they go towards the sea, being made to flow into the sea, and the waters of the sea become fresh. It will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. Hear that again. It will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. Will have life to the full till it overflows if they'll get in the place where the river goes. They'll have life to the full till it overflows if they'll get in the place where the river goes. And there will be many fish, for these waters go there and the others become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. And it will come about that the fishermen will stand beside it from Engedi to Englaim. There will be a place for the spreading of nets. Their fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They will be left for salt. In other words, even where it doesn't look exactly right, there's still nutrients in it. There's still nutrients in it. Did you know that even the, even the Dead Sea is worth like billions of dollars in minerals? It's worth billions. Watch this, verse 12. By the river on its bank, on one side and on the other, will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because their water flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. When we jump into the river that flows from the sanctuary of God, the anointing of God, 
the Spirit of God. We will have life to the full till it overflows. And the leaves will be for our food. We'll never have a lack. We'll always have every provision that we need. Life is in the river of God. The question is, are we interacting with the river properly? Remember what we talked about this morning. The river will judge us how we drink. How do we drink of the river? Do we drink just when everybody else is? Or are we yielded to everything the Holy Spirit's leading us to do? How is he leading us? Do you remember... I believe it's in Timothy. Timothy 2 Timothy 3, 5. It talks about some men that had fallen away. And it says this at the end of the list, holding to a form of godliness although they've denied its power, avoid such men as these. In other words, he says, have nothing to do with them. Avoid them. What men, specifically this end portion, what men? The ones that look like they're walking in God, but they've denied his power. I mean, we can all sit here, and if, you know, we could all go, hmm. And we could look very holy according to the eyes of the world. But does that mean that we have an interaction with his power? Does that mean that we have an interaction with his anointing? Does that mean that we have an inter interaction with the Holy Ghost and we know how to drink and yield to the Holy Spirit? No. No. You know, I, Ashley, earlier, it, you don't know how perfect it was that you took off running. That's the first time you've run like that. Or is it? Yeah. You don't know how perfect that was. Because the Lord's using that as an example. He's using it as an example. And you heard from the Lord and you were right in that. And in that moment, she walked in more of God than most men with all the degrees on the wall. Because she yielded to the Holy Ghost. Because although... According to the world's eyes, that might not look like God. It was full of the Holy Spirit. And when she came up to the river, she yielded to it properly instead of being stuffy and puffed up. And because of that, she'll be planted by the river and the life of God will overflow the banks of her life because in the river is the anointing of God. How we yield and interact with the Holy Spirit. The hand of the Lord and the power of the Lord. Look at this. Aha. Let's go to Isaiah 5 and verse 11 through 13. The curse... And exile or destruction is avoided by people that walk in the spirit 
of increase. The curse is avoid. Have you ever wanted to avoid the curse in your life? Just listen to this. Isaiah 5.11 Woe to those who rise early in the morning that they may pursue strong drink, who stay up late in the evening that wine may inflame them. Woe to them. 12. Their banquets are accompanied by the lyre and the harp, by tambourine and flute, and by wine. In other words, they, they have a form of wine, but not the wine of the Holy Ghost. They have an earthly form, but not what they need from God. They have an earthly form of a service, but not flowing in the Holy Ghost. Watch this. But they do not pay attention to the deeds of the Lord, nor do they consider the works of his hands. His hands are his power. His hands are his spirit. In other words, they have a form of godliness, but they deny his work. They deny his hands. They deny his power. They have a form of godliness, and you may be able to amen Many things that are preached. And hallelujah. Although many times that's lost over time as well. But when it comes to the Holy Ghost and the pouring out of the Spirit, the river of God, they're not familiar with it. So much so that they would call the move of God out of order. God says they have a form of godliness, but they deny His power. Avoid men such as these. Look at this. He says, they have this, they work hard, they do all these things, but they do not pay attention to the deeds of the Lord, nor do they consider the works of his hand. You know, this can be even that, because the river's not just here on Sunday morning. The river is designed to flow in your life where you never come out of it. Many times the river is wanting to do the work for you so that you don't have to toil, but instead of jumping in the river, we'll work from sunup to sundown and ignore what God wants to do. We won't enter into rest. We won't allow the Holy Spirit to help us to bring favor. We think that we've got to make it on our own. It's our work that made it happen. It's our hard work. And we, won't, and we think it's all up to us. And what's happening is we're building the house but ignoring the power of God. We're not yielding. And this is why you've heard me say it. I hope, I hope you've heard me say it. Where the Lord said to me back in the fall of last year, he said, I want you to do business differently. He was saying, do business from the place of intimate fellowship with me. In him we live and move and have our being. Stop going to do work first. He said, get in my presence first. Jump in the river first. And then out of that will flow the life that we need. Out of that 
I've started making it a practice now even before I sit down to do any work or anything I have to think on. Let me just spend some time in the presence of God. I'm, I'm doing business differently. Let me jump in the river. I'm just kind of purposing myself. Purposing myself. Let me jump in the river first because in the river is all the life I need. In the river is all the gifts I need. In the river is all the blessing that I need. I don't want to ignore what God can do. Why should I work 12 hours to figure out a problem when he can give me the answer in two minutes. Why me sit down and crunch all the numbers when I can enter into intimacy before I even go to work and I can jump into intimacy, jump in the river of God's life and let his grace go to work for me and then I can, I can actually be a testimony of his. So before you go to work, you, you spend time in his presence and then watch how your, your work day just goes easier and easier. Easier and easier. I know I've been watching Nicole over the last few months. She just purposed herself to kind of dive in even more into her fellowship with God. And I've watched her as she started to handle things at work even, that... that that most people don't think can hardly be handled. She's been able to solve some issues. And yeah, there have been some tough moments where there's some storms at her work, but yet she's just sailed right through them. Why? Because she's being fed. She's doing business differently. He says, verse 13, Therefore my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge, and their honorable men are famished, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Why? Because they missed the power of God, they didn't jump in the river. They came to the river and they didn't know what to do with it. They came to the river, they didn't know how to yield to his spirit. They came to that place and they didn't jump in. They just stood on the banks and, and you know, shouted how good the river looks. Jump in it. Interact with the Holy Ghost. Interact with his anointing. On Sunday morning, interact with his anointing. I love as, you know, we've had people come in. I love watching them as they get more and more free. They get more and more free. And in the spirit of the Lord, there's a freedom and there's a liberty. And the joy of the Lord starts coming on. All of a sudden, that, that spirit of God, it starts bringing life up inside of them. And start bringing life up inside of them. They just get more and more. And you'll watch as the joy just keeps growing. Their smile just keeps getting bigger over time. It just keeps getting bigger, keeps getting bigger. I, I remember when Lisa first got here. Man, if you got her to smile like you were doing something. But now she's smiling all the time. All the time. She's got a different joy in her life. In that river. And, and I wouldn't say that you knew how to jump in when you got here. But you've learned. And that you've gotten better at it. And better and said more and more to the Lord. Lord, here I am. And as you've yielded to the Lord, something's happened. You're a different person. Different person. While you're drinking, things are being brought forth in your life. Hebrews 6, 7 through 9. For the earth which drinketh in the rain, hear that, the earth which what? Drinketh. The earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it and brings forth herbs meet by, for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. The ones that drink, Receive blessings. 
It's a principle of God. The ones that drink receive blessings. Watch this, verse 8. But that which beareth thorns and briars, or let's say it like this, the cares of the world, the toil, is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. In other words, he's saying, if you will learn how to drink, you'll be blessed. But if you keep going back to the cares and the toil, and I gotta just, I gotta work this out, I just, I got, and you don't learn how to drink, you're gonna be close to the curse. But salvation has a better plan for you. Salvation through Jesus Christ has a better plan for you. Salvation in Christ says, I'm going to make you worthy. I'm going to make you righteous. You can just jump in the river, learn how to yield, and it'll bless you. It'll pour life into you. It'll plant you by the river. And you'll always have roots that drink, that drink, that drink, and your leaves will never, never wither. And you'll have fruit in every season. Fruit in every season. It's the spirit of increase. Let me read these. Just You can write these down, but just listen to them real quick. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of increase. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Life to the full till it overflows. Life where there's nothing held back. Romans 8, that was Romans 8, 6. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Through what? Through his spirit who dwells in you. You've got a river on the inside of you. You've got a river from the throne of God, and the depths of it are up to you. How much will I give myself to the Lord? How much do I want to drink? How much do I want to receive? It's in your hands. How much do I want to jump in and lose control and give it to God? I give myself as a seed to you. As much as you'll give it to him, he can plant you and bring in a harvest and overflow you. How does he do it? Through the spirit of God, the spirit of increase in your life. See, I'm, I'm telling you, I want you to catch the relation between the flow of the anointing of God and his spirit and your fullness of life. This is why you don't want to be in a church that's dead. You want a church that's alive. The church alive is worth the drive. Church alive is worth the drive. Church alive is worth the drive. Why? Because in the life of the Holy Ghost in that church is a life for every person. There's a fullness. There's a fruitfulness. There's giftings. There's blessings. There's healing. There's deliverance. There's a freedom. You want a church that knows how to flow in the Holy Ghost. You want a church that knows how to move in its glory. And not only do you want the church to move in the glory of God and in the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but you also yourself want to learn how to jump in when the river's flowing. You want to learn how to jump in. You want to learn how to get to that place. Lord, let me yield to you. Let me yield to you. Hallelujah. Acts 9.31 
So the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria enjoyed peace, being built up and going on in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And it continued to increase. How? Through what? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of increase. 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4. According to His divine power, that's godly power. Who holds that? Who's that in our lives today? The Holy Spirit. According to His divine power, He hath given unto us all things. In His Spirit and in the flow is all things that you need. We need to get used to flowing in the Holy Ghost. God wants you. Watch what He goes on to say. He says He's given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's already given us all things for life and the fullness of it. How many people know that the bills you need to pay is a part of your fullness of life? And God's going to pay them. God's going to overflow. He's got the means to do it. That's in your fullness of life. How many people know that your healing and wholeness in your body, it's a part of the fullness of life of God. And it says right here, He's already given you everything pertaining to life. Why? By His power, by the hand of the Lord, by the Spirit of the Lord, through the knowledge of Him that hath called, called us to glory and virtue. Watch this. Whereby are, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. In other words, we stop looking now at the things of the world and we've escaped it and we've stepped into the actual nature of God and become a partner with godly divinity. In other words, every believer starts to carry godliness in them. The power of the Holy Ghost. They start to carry in them. They're different. They're distinguished. They're full of life. They're full of power. They're walking with answers. They have a joy. They have a peace. They have a rest. They have an ease. They just they yield to the Holy Ghost and they become one with Him and walk with Him and they experience His things and they take those experiences to the people around them. How? By yielding to the Holy Ghost. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope, abound in joy, abound in confidence, abound in expectation. How? By the power of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of increase. God wants to increase your life beyond all that you can ask or think. And how does He do it? What's His way? The Holy Ghost. Can you see now why the devil wants to stop people from interacting with the Holy Spirit? Can you see now why He wants to make them so afraid of a holy roller church? 
Why? Because if he can keep them away from the river, he can keep them away from the life that God has for them. He can keep them away from being planted. And that's why the devil says, let me do everything to keep them away. Get them scared. Teach preachers to preach against it. Anything, anything, but get them away. Get them away from the one that Jesus said, I got to go away so that he can come. I got to go away because if I don't go away, you'll be in a lesser situation. But if he comes, he'll, he'll disclose all my stuff to you. He'll disclose all these things. He'll teach you all truth. He'll step you into freedom. I got to go away so that I can send the Holy Spirit and you'll have power to live a full life in the spirit of increase, and be my witnesses, a witness of the glory of God. A kind of person, listen, this is for every person in here, no matter where you've been or what, what you've done with your life or where you came from. God's calling you to be the kind of person that walks in such a yielding to the Holy Spirit that people in the world look on and go, God is so good. Look at what they've done for you. Look at what God's done in you and for you and to you and through you. Oh, my goodness. I got to have God, too. I got to have God, too. When I look at what he's done through you, I can't sit back and not do anything. I need him, too. I need to yield to him, too. I need to be planted in him, too. I want to be a part of the family of God. Tell me what I must do. That's God's plan for every person here in this. I want to give you one last thing from Ephesians 5.25. This is something Brother Tracy said last week, and I've never seen it like this. Ephesians 5.25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Now, if you know what your Bible says, and actually I could go into Ephesians 5 and there's so much there to pull out on this topic, on this subject, maybe another time. But let me show you this. We know that the church is not just a building. The church is an assembly. The church is an assembly. It's where people were called out from their homes to set the rule and the law over an area, to grow up in the things of God and to mature to the, to the fullness of the stature of Christ. But the church is a called out assembly, an assembly. Now watch this. So when he says, husband, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church, you could put in there just as Christ loved the assembly, the assembly. Christ loved the assembly. Hear that. If we, if we love somebody, don't we take what they consider important and we make it important to us? Like, you know, seafood. Nicole loves seafood. I want to honor her on, on her birthday. So we went to seafood today. I know that because I've made that fact important to myself. It's a small thing, but it's still, it, that's what it is. She likes purple. 
I got purple on my socks today. Amen. She, she likes, you know, those types of things. I want, I, because I love her, what's important to her, I want it to be important to me. If we love Jesus, then what's important to Jesus becomes important to us. Souls. Making disciples. He loves the church, y'all. He loves the assembly. He loves the assembly. He loves the assembly. But watch this. We know that Christ is not just Jesus' last name. What does Christ mean? The anointed one and his anointing. When you see the word Christ, it's not just talking about the man Jesus. It also it specifically represents the anointing. The anointed one and his anointing. So you could literally put it right here and say, the anointing loves the assembly. The anointing loves the assembly. You're not going to walk in the fullness of the anointing outside of the, of, of, of the assembly. Because the anointing loves the assembly. And if we're going to learn how to interact with the anointing and learn how to drink and be promoted and blessed and have fullness of life, a large portion of it while we're in this age is going to happen in the assembly. And we just talked about how the devil wants to keep do anything he can to keep the people from the anointing. And so what did he do last year? Come up with any reason to shut the assembly down. And God says, as the days get shorter, go, let's put that up on the screen, Hebrews 10, 25. Uh, let me, I might want to read a verse before it. Hebrews chapter 10. Yeah. Let's start in verse 19 and just read this. Hebrews 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, since we have a confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by new and living way which he inaugurated for us through the veil, that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Draw near. Let us draw near to the things of God. Jump into the deep waters of his anointed. Move into his fellowship. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, knowing that as we draw near, we're not going to meet somebody who's going to reject us. We're going to meet somebody who's going to love us, who's going to help us. And, and, but let us, let us not do it with a lack of esteem. Let us esteem God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Let us draw near, but let us draw near with a confidence, with a full assurance Lord, you've made me righteous. Lord, I lay everything in front of you. It's one of the reasons, you know, I think the Lord had us do communion tonight in front of it. Lord, let me get my heart right. 
so that now I can draw near in this word. I can drink from the anointing of God. You might not know this, but even while you're sitting here tonight, you're sitting here and you're drinking in that anointing. As I'm preaching, this foolishness of preaching is bringing an anointing, an impartation. And all of a sudden, you know, you might not know, you might be like some of those old drunks who didn't know how drunk they were until they stood up. All of a sudden they found out. I've been like that in the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden, I didn't know. All of a sudden, I was drinking, I'm drinking, I'm drinking. All of a sudden, I go to get up, and I'm like, woo-hoo, woo. You know? I, I've had that happen multiple times, many times. I've watched preachers. They'll be preaching in that anointing. They don't realize how much they're drinking while they're preaching. All of a sudden, they're like, whoo, gracious, gracious, goodness. And, and the drunk of the Lord comes on. We can draw near with the confidence of faith knowing he made us righteous and gave us the right to enter in to his presence. And we're not absent from his presence. We're present in his presence. Let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with the pure water. That's the pure water of the word. Lord, show me what to do in your word, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to change it. I'm going to clean it up. I'm going to let you empower me to walk holy. I'm going to walk in your righteousness. I'm going to let the word judge me. Show me what's wrong. Show me what's right. I'm going to let your word change me. Clean me up. Let me go out into the deep, Lord. I want the deep. I want the deep. I want the deep. I'm going to do what it takes to get there. Lord, I want the deep. I don't want to stand on the shore. I don't want to be an ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. Lord, I want to be all in. I'm going to go after you. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Verse 24, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. The best thing that you can do for your neighbor is learn how to drink from the anointing. One of the best things that you can do for your neighbor is learn how to drink from the river. The same river that flows in a prison cell in the deep parts of the dungeon in Acts 16 with Paul and Silas drinking from the river. After a beating and being in chains in the deepest parts of the jail and yet they're there praising God, praising God, praising God, praising God, worshiping the Lord. Lord, I want to worship you. And they started drinking from the river because the river is not just in a physical place. The river, if you're born again, the river's in you. The river, as you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, the river's in you. It's available to you all the time. You can draw on it. You can start drinking from it. They started praising God. All of a sudden, all the bonds, it wasn't, see, they stimulated the whole prison. Started the church of Philippi by drinking in the middle of a jail. In the middle of a jail after they've been beat for doing good things. Thrown in jail, treated like trash. <laughs> they didn't need bail money. They just needed to drink. <laughs> they just needed to drink. Who knew? I just need another drink in jail. 
Who knew? Who knew just one drink of the river of God, of the anointing of God? It broke them out, broke their fellow prisoners out, started a church, converted the jailer, and the church of Philippi comes out of a jail. Man, that's the kind of church I like. Give me some guys. Hey, give me some guys who are real. Don't give me this, you know, this super spiritual, quote unquote, super spiritual, spiritual teenagers that had a, a brush with the Holy Ghost. They've been in ankle deep water most of their life and they think that they're, they're over their heads. Give me the guys who don't give a rip about it, but they just want something real and genuine. All of a sudden, in the middle of this jail, a church is birthed. All of a sudden, there were some people with some conviction. They, I mean, they had some convictions, and then they had some conviction. And again, there were some people with some conviction, some people with some guts, some people who were real. Give me some people that want the things of God. Like, free. Lord, I don't want this fake stuff. Lord, I need the power of God. I need the river of God. I need the anointing of heaven in my life. Let's not play games. If I'm not going to get healed, don't even pray. But let's go to the place where we lay hands on the sick and they recover. Cast out devils. Speak with new tongues. Anything tries to trap them or poison them. It doesn't even hurt them. Let's go to the real. Let's go to the real. Let's go to the real. Let's learn how to drink. See, when we learn how to drink, it's not just about us. It stimulates others. What we've seen over the last few years is that, you know, one of the things that we've seen, as I became a better drinker as a pastor, it started stimulating other people. It heals backs. It heals fibromyalgia. It heals co-workers. Where's Natalie? It heals co-workers. It brings about supernatural provision. It pays off houses. It gets you out of debt. It causes them to yearn for Jesus like never before. It causes Lutherans to run, Catholics to get baptized in the Holy Ghost. It causes the socially weak to be strong. Let's stimulate others by learning how to drink ourselves. And then the hope that God has for every person starts to come on people. The hope starts to come on them. The anointing loves the assembly. Let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. You know, here's the thing. Not one person watching when they could have assembled, but they sat at home watching, not one person truly caused a transfer of the anointing and a stimulation of the Spirit because it's something that happens in the assembly. It happens in the assembly. It's not that the anointing can't operate in other places, but that is a major place where God said it. And that's one of the things that was missed is it was a care for myself, but not a care for the other man when I didn't assemble. We must assemble and we must honor when God says, I want to meet you and my presence will be there. Because where two or more gather, there am I in your midst. And that assembly is where the anointing loves to be. 
uh, find the verse where it says uh, the cluster of grapes is the new wine. Listen to this, verse 25. Not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. See, it's not just about us. It's about one another. It's about your spiritual family. I want you to look around right now. You have a spiritual family. And listen, you owe it to the people in there to learn how to drink, to learn how to yield, to learn how to move. In Jesus' name, if you're going up there or whatever, let's get some music. You owe it to them. Look around again. See your spiritual family. They cared enough about you to be here today. Because without their assembly, there, there might not be quite as much of a flow of the anointing. But because of their desire to not forsake the assembly, all of a sudden they said, I want, I want the anointing to flow. I want you to be able to drink the life. Let's go have a drink of God's fullness of life together. Let's let's." A symbol and give a place for the anointing to be poured out. Let's give a place for the river of God to flow and to be felt. Let's give a place where the anointing can manifest. Let's give a place where the gifts can come out. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper. Let's give a place where that anointing can change things. Everybody sitting here, that's what they said about you today. I'm here for you. I'm not forsaking you. Now let's go have a drink together. It stinks drinking alone anyway. I never did like that. I sure don't like it. I mean, you know, there's a time for just you and God, and I'm, there's an anointing that flows in that personal as well. But don't forsake the assembly. Don't don't forsake the assembly. Not forsaking our own assembly together as is the habit of some, but encourage one another. Seeing you here this afternoon, it encourages me. It makes me want to keep going. How many of you at some point, my keep going that I decided to keep going helped you? But you know, I, I wasn't in it by myself. I had people that encouraged me. You encourage me when you show up. When I see your smiling face, it makes me want to serve you. It makes me want to serve you. I love seeing you. It, you're my family. Seeing you stimulates me to good works, encourages me. Deb, Deb, Barrett, Nicole can remember when I didn't have much encouragement, because there was only a couple. <laughs> there was only a few. It was, it was more tough then. Man, y'all fill this place up, I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. It encourages me. It, makes, it, it causes the anointing to flow more. You put that draw on the anointing. It, it doesn't just help you. It helps all of us. You're encouraging me right now, even by being here. You're encouraging me by watching online. People that aren't able to get here, but they're able to watch online, that encourages me. I love seeing that you're watching. We got people from out of state watch all the time. Certain people, they'll watch every service. It encourages me. Causes the river to flow. Many, many times I'll be sitting there, I'll be sitting in, 
in time with the Lord. I might be thinking spiritual, might not. All of a sudden, but their link and connection by the Holy Ghost, and the Lord will say, call them and tell them this. It'll be right exactly what they need right on time. I want you to tell them. I might not understand it. It's encouraging. Not forsaking our own assembling together is the habit of some, but encouraging one, one another. Hear this. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. All the more. The anointing loves the assembly. The river loves the assembly. Right now, we're going to have an outpouring of that river in our lives. We've got to get this piano music off. I need something more upbeat. Where's Wilman at? See you back in the back. All right. Wilman, come on up here. I mean, it was pretty and all. There's a time for that, and there's a time for something different. We must learn to drink in the river of God, to have the outpouring and the flow of the river. It's not just about ourselves. It's about the people of God and the kingdom of God. It's time to jump in the river. It's time. To have the river of God flow, flow, flow in our lives. Just pray right now. Father, right now, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, pour out. Pour out your goodness in our lives. Just pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Thank you, Lord. Just start receiving right now. Glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your joy. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. <laughs> With joy. If you're having a hard time mustering up joy, just look at Paul's coat. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. So the Thank you, Lord. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, we want to learn how to drink, to yield to your Holy Spirit, to flow in the river where life is, where blessings are, where promotion is. Lord, we want to walk in your holiness and righteousness. And at the river, we won't be afraid of judgment. We'll be excited 
because we're heading towards promotion. We're being planted for the great things of God. Oh, glory. That anointing is flowing right now. It's flowing right now. I can sense it. Hallelujah. If you are, if you sense, now don't, don't, you know, don't be like super hyper spiritual or anything, but if you truly, you sense right now that anointing, it's flowing in you, just raise your hand real quick. I feel it. I sense it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Whole freaking Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, see, what's interesting is a message wasn't a message where I'm jumping all around, keeping everybody's physical attention, and yet the anointing's still flowing. We have to learn how to flow with the river. Sometimes it, it's exciting. Sometimes it seems slower. But we learn how to flow and God puts us right in the right place at just the right time. Whoo! Whoo! What's that? What's that song? Jump, jump in the river. Jump, jump in the river. Did y'all sing that earlier? Yeah, amen. You might want to get that ready. It keeps coming up in my spirit. Ha, 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 ha. Ho, 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 ho. bomba. Yerme kalabos. Ho ho Freda Kenny Kitty. Hey Come with me, sir. <laughs> Come with me, sir. Whoo! You have an appointment. Ho 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 for a drinking. <laughs> ho, have a drink. Whoo! Yielding to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Don't go back yet. Whoo! Did it call now? Hey, hey, hey! Ho, 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 Oh, glory! You can pick it up some. Ha, 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 ha! Glory to God. Yeah. Lord, pour it out. Pour it out. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Play faster and louder. <laughs> there you go. Hallelujah. Whoo. <laughs> Ha! Ah, I want some white water music. <laughs> I want some some I want some active. Not that I don't, I don't want the the bubbling brook. <laughs> Whoo, glory. Whoo! Yeah. Hey, hey, stick of the noble. Sevida mosobo. Yeah, just keep receiving. Just keep receiving. Who's ready to drink? Who's ready to drink? Come on up here. Who's ready to drink? Hey, glory. Are you going to receive? You're going <laughs> to take a dose of the Holy Ghost. Who can you tell it all? Freda Kaladin Mosabi. 
Joy, wupani, andanama, and an overflow. Yeah, a yielding of the Holy Ghost. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> thank you, Lord. I see. Just raise your hand. Oh, thank you, Lord. The hunger, the Lord says, when you get hungry, I'll fill you. <laughs> oh, glory. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for showing me what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Let me remind you, the kingdom is an on-demand system. Do you want it? Stand on your feet. The kingdom is an on-demand system. <laughs> Ooh. Get that song ready, Barrett. Get up here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have a drink. Mario Caravasive today. Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Yeah, on demand system. I see your hunger. Thank you, Lord. Lord, meet him. Meet him at that place. Just pray in the Holy Ghost with me. Danamasava, Sanavada Wokalanumo, Hebrakoro, Hosheve de Kreen. He says, Pray more in the Holy Ghost. Pray more in the Holy Ghost. Hedamese, just say, Lord, fill me in Jesus' name. Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Touch her, Lord. Let your anointing pour through her. Let her be a sign and a wonder to people around her. Let your light and your glory flood her and overflow her in Jesus' name. Let your anointing energize her. Give her your strength and your power. Let her overflow in your anointing in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So called Hallelujah. Who is the Lord touching you? What does it feel like? It does. <laughs> Amen. Can you describe it? Yeah, just feels good. Amen. That's awesome. Just raise your hands again. Thank you, Lord. For good. Thank you, Father. For good. For your anointing. For good. In Jesus' name. 
Fill her, Lord, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. As they sing this song, I want you just to dance. And I want you to yield to the Holy Ghost. I want you to yield to the Holy Ghost. If he tells you to do something, you do it. You don't have to make it up. You'll know. Yield to the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Go ahead. Woo, glory. Let's start it over. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you, God. Hallelujah. That never will run dry. It's an open heaven. You're releasing, and we will never be denied. We're stirring up. Because we're stirring up deep, deep wells. We're stirring up deep, deep waters. We're gonna dance. to the left and we're going to the left and if we go 
comes to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna jump, 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 jump in the river. Jump, 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 jump in the river. If you go to the left, then we're going to the left. Goes to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Dance, dance. Going to the left, then we're going to the left. Keep going to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna jump. Jump, jump in the river. Jump, 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 jump in the river. Going to the left, then we're going to the left. We're going to the right, then we're going to the right. We're gonna dance, 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 dance in the river. Dance, jump song. No 
light. The river's light. The river's light. The river's light. Live in it. Breathe in it. Abide in it. Spring up a well, spring up a well. 
The ladies are putting y'all to shame. <laughs> Joy in the Holy Ghost. Woo! Joy in the Holy Ghost. Hold her up. Joy! Joy! Hold her up. Joy! 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 Oh! Ho! Solta de novo! Solta de novo! Solta de Joy! 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 Yeah! Joy. I always thought the guys could drink better than the girls. If, if you guys want to be outshone, that's fine. Joy! Yeah! Oh! Oh! Something at all! Joy! Joy! Yeah! Joy, joy, joy of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Drinkers, drinkers. Life in the river. Life in the river. Lord, we yield to you. Say, Lord, I yield to you. What do you want me to do? I'll do. <laughs> Let them talk to you. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy. Thank you, Lord. Fill them up. Fill them up. Fill them up. Hey. I'm not praying for you because I want you to keep doing what you're doing. Start drinking right now. Hey! Shoo! Banamoko. Better, better day. Oh! Lord, I want to drink. Lord, I want to drink. I want to drink. I want your touch. I want to jump in the river. I want to be over my head. Over my head. Over my head. Glory. Glory. Yeah, joy. Drinkers, <laughs> so much better than it used to be. <laughs> All right, pause the music for a second. Now this looks different than it did 15 minutes ago. What happened? What changed? Huh? 
they decided to drink. They made a choice. Choose life. If life is found in the river, then you're making a choice for the river. You're choosing to drink. They made a choice. I mean, basically, nothing was happening. Same anointing was here. Same anointing was here, but nothing was happening. What changed it? You put a demand. The kingdom is a demand-based system. It's a choice. Can you see how you can decide, Lord, I want a drink. By God, I want a drink. And all of a sudden, an on-demand system goes to work. Lord, I want a drink. I want to yield to you. The joy of the Lord, I I hear strength in the body of Christ. I hear strength in the body of Christ. I hear salvation being drawn up out of the wells. I hear freedom, healing. I hear deliverance, the joy. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. We decided, I want to drink. I want change. I want freedom. I want the power of God. Woo! Now, I'll tell you something interesting. I told Justin this. You remember when I was standing up there, there was only a couple of people up there. I said, okay, Lord, thank you for showing me what you're going to do. Now, I didn't look around, but I saw, I didn't see who it was. I wasn't even looking for it. But I saw somebody in a red or orangish colored shirt take off running. And when they did, it would break loose. That's what I saw. I said, thank you, Lord, for showing me what what was going to happen. About that time, Justin went running around. When he yielded, when nobody else was really doing anything, it broke something. It broke something. That happened another time when you decided to laugh. You didn't even feel like laughing. You remember that? Broke loose. One person deciding to drink. Look at all this now from one person deciding to drink by running. Look at that. And the Lord shared with us, this is what's going to happen. I should have told somebody what I saw. That would have been good. One person, and it breaks free. All of a sudden, one drinker, it's just like... It's just like a drunk to draw in other drunks drinking in the Holy Ghost. This is fun. You ought to try it out. And somebody's crazy enough to be like, okay, I want to try that out. One person yielded. (laughs) The Lord said you needed a big drink. You needed a lot of drink. (laughs) The Lord filling her up with strength. (laughs) I know, I know. (laughs) Strength of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for an overflow. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Let your power and your grace flow through her and through her life. Let her have a hope and a strength like she's never had before. Let her walk it out, Lord. Let her be a light. 
a light for the people around her. Thank you, Lord. Fill her from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Lord, for a drink of the Holy Ghost and the joy of the Lord. Oh, yeah. I see you probably later tonight in your kitchen and the joy of the Lord hits you and all of a sudden you can't stop laughing and you'll tell me about it later when you get up the guts to. Whew. But stuff will break off. <laughs> Glory. Yeah, thank you, Lord, for impartation. Hallelujah. Bring him here. music, but play it lighter. Drink. Whoo, jump in the river. It's going to supply. Whoo, the seed you've sown. Oh, it's waiting down river. Jump in the river. Take a ride. Your harvest is waiting on you. Stay in the river. Whoo, your harvest is waiting on you. You got the harvest waiting on you. Oh, it's a supernatural harvest. A supernatural harvest is waiting on you. <laughs> you sown some seed into the anointing. Some seed into the anointing.
chug, chug, chug. As Peter said, they're not drunk as you suppose. It's a new wine without the hangovers. Stop. on your belly. <laughs> Yo, thank you, Father. <laughs> Woo -hoo -hoo. Thank you, Father. Woo -hoo -hoo -hoo. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Joy, joy, joy. Yeah, hold her up, hold her up. Yeah. <laughs> joy.
The devil wants to keep you away from a drink of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because in that drink is life to the full till it overflows. Fullness of joy, fullness of life, fullness of strength. If the devil can get the body of Christ to not assemble or to not drink, they'll be missing the ingredients God's trying to get to them. They won't be strong. They won't have hope. They won't be walking in the fullness of life. They won't be walking in it. So he does everything he can to keep us from yielding, from drinking from the river. He does everything he can to keep us isolated and in our own brain instead of stimulating others by our drinking. When we actually drink, then we actually bring freedom to the people around us. Amen? Thank you, Lord. It's simply a heart that says, Lord, I'm yours. Lord, I'm yours. Lord, whatever you want to do, do it. Whatever you want to do, do it. Lord, I'm yours. I'm jumping in the deep end. I don't have my feet on the ground anymore. I trust you more than I trust myself. Myself has not done good, but you do well all the time. Whew, I trust you more than I trust myself. Lord, I trust you more than I trust myself, more than I trust what I can do. I trust you. <laughs> Hey, I trust you, Lord, more than I trust my reputation. I trust you more than I trust my dignity. I need you. I got to have you. I need you. I got to have you. <laughs> Lord, longing to do a work and y'all's family. Long, Lord, thank you for pouring out your spirit. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for pouring out your spirit, your power, and your grace in every way. Thank you for joy returning to this family. Better than it's ever been before. The strength of the Lord in every area. Lord, thank you that you're making them mighty, strong pillars of your faith. And Lord, they may have some a walk to go. They may have some things to hand over to you. But they're on the way in Jesus' name. They're moving up. You're bringing them to the place. You're, you're having them. You're strengthening them to cross the river, to come to their promised land, and to see the promises of God fulfilled in every way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, stand him up. I see you on the job site, and I see you drinking, drinking in the joy of the Holy Ghost. I see you, I see you standing there, and all of a sudden the wisdom of God comes. You'll know how to deal with people. You'll know the right words to say. All of a sudden, you'll see plans of how to make it work. You'll see of God because you're jumping in the river. You're drinking everywhere you go in the Holy Ghost. I see you with answers straight from heaven in Jesus' name. Lord, give them wisdom. Thank you, Father. He'll know what to do, when to do, and how to do it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. <laughs> I, I think they wanted you prayed for. It almost seems like they were waiting. Very similar. I see you doing business differently. When I say that, it means something to you. You feel a draw on it. When I say that doing business differently, it, it, something happens like you know that's for you too. Thank you, Lord, for showing them how to do business differently. He won't do it according to the world but he'll do it according to you in Jesus' name. He'll know what he needs to know, when he needs to know it, and he'll know how to do it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Woo. You learn how to drink, and you'll outbuild all the others. You learn how to drink, and you'll outbuild all the others. Woo. You learn how to drink, and you'll outbuild all the others in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, well. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ramp it up, ramp it up. Ramp up that fellowship. Ramp up your time in the river. Thank you, Lord. Ramp it up. I've got great and mighty things that you'll only do as you drink. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.
Amen. Close in time. That is, unless you don't want it. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we praise you and we worship you. Thank you for the river. Thank you for the river. Thank you for changing lives. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory. You can decide to drink anytime you want. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your river. Thank you for your river. Thank you for your river, Lord. Running through their home, running through their house. Thank you for the river of God, the flow of heaven. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Ha ha diakoromos. Thank you, Lord. I want to tell you, everything that you will ever long for can be found in the river of God, in the flow of the Holy Ghost. Everything that you think you want in life that's not of God, actually the best part of it is found in God without all the other stuff. If you will go after me, he says, I will show you great and mighty things. I have a plan for you of great and mighty. Great and mighty. Great and mighty. You yield to me, and I will unlock things. I will show you things. I will give you vision that other people can't see because you yield to me. Yield to me, the Lord says, and I will show you and take you into great and mighty things. Things of my glory and things that will make other people long and desire for me. Your life will be blessed. The people around you will be blessed. Your home will be blessed. Great and mighty in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
Lord, we yield to you. Oh, we yield to you. Hey. Whew. Now be quiet. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Lord, I yield to you. Lord, I yield to you. I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I'm yours. I'm yours. Thank you, Lord. Patakara dofri. know how to land this thing? I'm not sure I do. Where's the microphone? Usually we just tell them they couldn't stay here. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your touch tonight. We, th we thank you for your outpouring. Father, they're not drunk as they suppose. <laughs> they, are in, they are drunk, just not in time. <laughs> just for me. <laughs> oh, that made me happy. 
Pastor gets two of them. <laughs> one in the morning, one in the evening. He's two for two. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Thank you for your joy. safe to drive you can please exit the building <laughs> Lord thank you for this night thank you for the siren and the sound and the roar that's coming from a people who are submitted and yielded this is the sound that causes a rattling this is the sound that causes an awakening who knew the siren would come out of Marky <laughs> Father, thank you for it. Thank you for a body who's hungry. Thank you for a body who's yielded. Thank you for a body who's been branded by the Holy Ghost, never to be the same. We love you. We praise you. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Stay, keep receiving. If you would like to be a designated driver for Paul Lane Stallings, he, it is welcome and available. <laughs> We love you. Be blessed. Have a great week. <laughs>